Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. Now, from Happy Valley, here's your host, Brian Tripp. Welcome into another episode of the Let's Go State podcast. Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. Brian Tripp, your host once again, joined now by the new head coach, the Penn State Lady Lions, Carolyn Keeger, and Penn State Lady Lions assistant coach, Ginny Bogus. Thanks for being here. Appreciate the time on the podcast. Yeah, very excited. Thanks for having us. Thank you. All right, coach. How has the first six plus months gone at Penn State? Very busy, but amazing. Uh, people have been extremely welcoming. The team is bought in, working hard every day. We're getting used to Happy Valley and... I've uh, seen a lot of restaurants staying in the residence inn for quite some time, but I feel like the staff is pretty much settled now. What was it like, that moving process? We hear all the time about the culture you're trying to establish with the program and getting to know the players, but just learning a new community. Well, Penn State made it really easy for us to transition in and to get settled. Uh, so we appreciate all the efforts from HR and everybody in our camp to make that happen so we could dive in and, and do what we came here to do, which is build a championship program. Best part of living in a hotel, worst part of living in a hotel? Best part, free breakfast and bed made every day. Uh, worst part is living out of bags. Best part, uh, it's like college. Like We were down the hall from each other, so it was like we were in a dorm again, so it was cool. We just kind of hung out all the time. Should have been a reality show. Worst part, yeah, you know, getting my dog here and getting settled and, and that kind of stuff was feels more like home now. The end of Game of Thrones was happening while we were in there, so we were having Game of Thrones parties in the residence inn. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your favorite character? Uh, that's tough. I'm a Jon Snow fan myself. I, I was not in the party. I'm, I'm not a fan. Sorry. Sorry to all the Game of Thrones. Don't worry. Khaleesi. I'm not either. Coach Keeger, when you come into a job, you sometimes have expectations about that job and what it's going to be like. How had those expectations kind of compared to how the first couple of weeks, couple of months have gone? Well, I would say the expectation of the pride that Penn Staters have, not only for uh, Lady Lion basketball, but just athletics and the university in general. I'd heard it. I had uh, been told it, but to see it firsthand is, is pretty amazing. You can't really put it into words. So everywhere we go, people know who we are. Everywhere we go, they're asking when our first game is. Um, just the the reputation that Penn State Athletics has in this community is uh, over the top. And that must be comforting as a new coach coming in, knowing that there is a fan base in place, that there's a passionate alumni base about your program. You have so many people ready to support what you're already starting to build. Absolutely. And a, a big goal of mine is to fill the BJC. You know, I want to fill that lower bowl to start out with, with and get 10,000 fans in the stands. And I believe our young women deserve to play in front of a, a packed crowd and, and a full house. And that's going to be a, a big part of what I do as a head coach and my staff does to try to get as many people cheering and getting up in those stands and showing as much energy and make things the hardest building to play in America. You guys just took in your first whiteout at Penn State. So how, how can you bring that into the BJC? Oh my gosh, it was unbelievable. Uh, I feel like we talk all the time, we've been blessed to do some really cool things because we're in athletics. Mm -hmm. I've never experienced anything like that. And so, like Coach said, you know, to attract the best talent in the country and the highest caliber players, we're going to need to provide that entertainment uh, experience for them. They're going to want to play in front of the best crowds in the country. And so I know the Penn Staters are going to show up for this team. They're going to love Coach's style of play and the brand of basketball that we bring to Happy Valley. And, and that's going to make it easy to calm and, and cheer these guys on every night. Can we just get 10% of the 110,000 people that were in that building to come to the BJC? We'll be rocking. We should maybe set up a tailgate. Maybe. That should, that should get some momentum. 10% tailgate? 12% tailgate? <laughs> Will they let you have the fireworks inside too? I, I sure hope so. Ignite the pride. <laughs> Let's go. Where did the slogan come from? The marketing slogan? 
We have a creative pod uh, group with our uh, program here, and it's uh, kind of a mix of our sports information director, our marketing, some of my staff, and they were the geniuses that came up with this. And, you know, basically the the reasoning behind it is we want to reignite and we want to get people back excited of what we're trying to do here with Penn State women's basketball. And we just felt like it would be the perfect time to use that slogan. And kudos to my staff for, for coming up with it. I think it really exemplifies Coach Keeger's personality. You know, fiery, passionate, and so that that ignite when when it came out in the brainstorm pod, everyone went, "Yeah, that's that's it right there." So it really caught on. I'm a big Hunger Games fan, so Katniss Everdeen. I think like we want to come out for games, um, light my uh, outfits on fire, and uh, you know, be coming around. So be ready for that. Before we go any further, we have to have you rank your your favorite shows. You've already gone into a couple here. Any shows with strong female characters or just strong uh, bosses, as you will, I'm a big fan of. I, I love competitive, strong-willed people who are leaders, so that, you can't really go wrong with that. Ginny, is that the way she is as a boss? Every day. Uh, you know, we're we're super blessed to have somebody that sets the standard and, and sets the tone and lives it. And they, they she's not asking us to do anything she doesn't live and do every single day of her life, every second she's awake. She's constantly going. Um, and so to have a leader that that is... The example is, is really, really fun. Coach Keeger, to come into this situation at Penn State, it had to be something that was attractive to you, to leave what you were building at Marquette, a place that's a special place for you, your alma mater. So what was it about this opportunity that attracted you to Penn State? I think you said it right there is the opportunity. I think this is a place that can win a national championship, and that's something that I've, I've wanted for a very long time, and a place that can attract the best of the best, not only on the court, but also in the classroom and in the community. And we have a goal, and that's to be the best of the best. And I think Penn State is a, is a place that can do that, a place that has phenomenal leadership. And, I mean, people who have done it before, you know, surround yourself with those on the same mission. There's six head coaches here currently that have already won a national title. 14 programs here at Penn State have won a national championship. So the, the blueprint, uh, the game plan is there, is now it's up to us to follow the lead and to, to learn and to grow and make this thing elite. And the women's basketball community knows the success that's that's taken place here. They, they know that that we're not trying to reinvent the wheel. We're just we're just trying to regain the momentum and reignite the pride, like Coach said. But yeah, the women's basketball community knows what a special place this is, and the momentum is extremely exciting right now in recruiting. How do you take the experience from your first head coaching gig at Marquette and apply what you learned there to what you're doing here? Uh, every day, I think about ways that I can improve as a leader and, you know, stuff that worked for Marquette. We try to emulate stuff that I wish I would have done better. I try to change. Um, I thought we did a phenomenal job leaving the jersey in a better place at Marquette. And that's obviously the hope here is to make the program better and push it farther than it's ever been. But the way we do that is culture. And the way we do that is 200 feet one day at a time, rolling up our sleeves and getting to work. You, you won't find a more prepared leader in the country. Uh, the work that coach puts on every day to be prepared for practice, to be prepared for recruiting, to be prepared to lead our young women, to be prepared to lead our staff. Um, it is elite. Uh, and there's not a, a moment that goes by that she's not prepared. And I think when, when you've got somebody executing at that level at the top, it's really easy to fall in line and live up to the standard that she set for us. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready, right, G? Absolutely. When did you know that this opportunity would present itself to you as well, that you had a chance to follow Coach Keeger here to Penn State? I feel really fortunate that 
throughout the process, she was in communication, um, which, which isn't always the case. And so as things started tr to transpire, um, you know, we're also good friends. We've been friends for 12 plus years. Um, so, you know, she's someone I go to adv for advice and, and she comes to me, which I feel fortunate for, but you know, the conversation was always, um, a difficult one in that her loyalty is who she is as a person to Marquette and her alma mater. Um, but when, when Miss Barber came with, with the package that she put together in the tradition of Penn State and everything started to unfold, I could see her starting to get excited. Her goal is to win a national championship. And for her to look herself in the mirror every day and the conversations that we were having, um, she knew that that was something we could do here. And so how do you look yourself and your players and your staff in the eye and say, I want to win a national championship and then turn down an opportunity like this? Uh, so it, it made perfect sense. And now that I'm here, I totally get it. And so in the conversation, to answer your question, that was a long answer, but, you know, she said it was always a we. You know, Coach Keeger is, a, is very much a we person. It was always, you know, can can you see us being successful for, there? Do you think we can win a national championship there? And, and the answer was a resounding yes. When did you two first develop a relationship as friends and then to work together as coaches? I think it started back when we were both in Florida. You know, I was at Miami and she was at Jacksonville, and we're obviously the basketball is a small community, so you know uh, similar friends, you know similar coaches, and it's just one that you start to – talk when you're recruiting you start to sit at games together you start to understand what uh, she's looking for out of this profession what I'm looking for and she was always somebody that I gravitated towards and uh, admired that she did it for the right reasons and um, wanted to do the same vision that I had in her brain and uh, what matched up just aligned really well so I knew I've always have a short list in my phone and, and she had been on it when I was an assistant for a long time and then when I got the job she was you know my first call and uh, we we've been together here rocking and rolling as a team since there were there were many nights down in Florida we'd been at an AOU event and she and I would be the last two on the jump and so it's amazing what conversations can spark and then from there a mutual respect and friendship and then now what we feel is a great partnership coach Keeger with not just her but the rest of your staff you want people that you have a good relationship with and you enjoy coming to work with every day but you also want people that are going to challenge you and make you better as well so how do you go about forming a staff when you're putting together a coaching staff and the people you want to surround you well, I think, you know, show me your friends and I'll show you your future, right? This is uh, my foxhole and these are people that I believe in and that I trust and um, you're absolutely right. They're, they're family to me and I, I believe if my staff emulates what a family looks like every day, the team will follow in line. And so I start there. I start with a group that I know that is my family and that will go through a wall for me and I will run through a wall for them and that's where we start. And then obviously you find people that are elite and that's what I've done is I surround myself with people who can make me better on a daily basis and that fill my holes and my weaknesses and they're experts in areas that I'm not. And I think that's when you become a, a very efficient staff and one that can do special things together. When you come into a program, you have to form relationships then with players that are on the roster, but you also want to start to put your own fingerprints on the roster right away as well through recruiting. How did that go the first six months here on the job? Coach clearly defines the, the type of young woman she wants to bring into this program. Uh, Self-motivated, competitive, and a great teammate. And when you bring those kind of people together, you're going to win championships. Now, obviously, Penn State is a phenomenal education, so we can attract the best students um so that's just kind of the baseline and they'll be talented players but those those difference makers are are those kids that are self-motivated competitive and great teammates and that's what we look for we have a check down list we scrub these kids out um and and it's fun it's like sifting for gold the cream of the crop will rise to the top and that's who we're going after i think too like when, when we first got here the first group that we needed to recruit was our current team 
You know, we need to come in this locker room and we need to, to make sure that they knew that even though we didn't recruit them to Penn State, that we were still thankful and blessed to be able to coach them and that you can't get that overnight. So building relationships in an authentic way was my number one priority. Uh, second priority was that the two of us jumped in a car uh, day two or three and we went and saw every single freshman that had committed to Penn State and that was coming uh, in the fall semester and we made sure that they still felt great about Penn State and we got to share our vision with them and their families and then third uh, we started recruiting you know the next class that needed to come here to add to the mix. And that next class what are you looking for in players to play that up-tempo fast exciting brand of basketball that you guys are going to play? I think what we ultimately look for is people that are unselfish you know to play our brand of basketball and to play at the pace we do you need to be willing to sacrifice your body you need to be getting in the gym extra you need to be making the extra pass making the right play at the right moment for Penn State and I think we start there and we start with people who want to be held to a high standard that are okay being coached and that want to be held accountable and that their vision aligns with ours and that's greatness and that's what elite looks like and not everybody wants to be elite not everybody wants to be held accountable so what I try to do as the head coach is define it very simple and very early on in the recruiting process so there's no gray area so when they get here they're not like whoa you're holding me accountable nope we told you day one that we're going to make you great you just got to trust us Coach Bogus, how do you go out and attract recruits today for those 14, 15, 16-year-olds? What's attractive to today's teenagers that are pursuing a college, not only education, but college basketball career? Well, you said it first, elite education, and we have that to offer here in every program of the 160 degrees that we offer. Um, and then second is a head coach that's passionate and invested and charismatic and is going to pour into them. I've seen what the relationship with Coach Keeger can do to to a player's game when they when they know they're believed in when they know that they're poured into and that that there's nothing that they can't do she has their back 110 percent so I think sharing our system our style of play the way Coach leads uh, the way she invests and then she's the best skill developer in the country hands down and that's proven you know the growth that we've seen in our players in the past and have already seen in the 200 days we've been here at Penn State um, there is nobody that doesn't want to be elite that also doesn't want to be pushed and be connected with their head coach and she she provides that that door is open 24 7 for our players coach Keeger, you mentioned that you want players that are unselfish you're marquette's all-time assist leader so how does your style of play from when you were a player how does that now compare to your coaching style well i think that the best way to play fast is to pass the ball up the floor you know a lot of people think that it's you know we're going to get an outlet and we're going to dribble it all the way up so first thing we worked on when we got here is throwing baseball passes and throwing long outlets and you know, you're always faster when you pass the ball. And uh, to me, the game is very beautiful when, you know, the, the ball's not being dribbled and you're, you're passing and you're moving and you're spacing and you're spotting and you're getting to your open windows. And uh, for me, that's the, the only way I know how to play the game is, is to make the right play at the right moment. So that takes time and that, you know, is a lot of teaching. It's a lot of film work. And my staff does a phenomenal job helping me with that. And obviously I can't see everything at once. So I got you know, a bunch of eyes on the court helping me, but I, I think it's something that yeah, doesn't happen overnight and we're just going to keep hammering home to the team. I think, you know, you want to celebrate and affirm what, what do you want your team to do and there's nobody that does it more than coach. Obviously, she's she's hard on them. She holds them to the high standard in the best possible way, but she is the first one to high five that extra pass and that big three, the first one to celebrate that extra pass in the and one. Like she brings that juice every day and, and it feeds the team. How does that style and how have you seen that style over the last couple of years in your Big East championship and going to the NCAA tournament, how have you seen that fit today's college basketball game and how do you envision it transitioning here to Penn State? Well, I think the, the game uh, is transforming. 
know, players are getting bigger, faster, stronger year by year. And uh, who, who doesn't want to play up-tempo? Who doesn't want to score 85 points a game? Who doesn't want to have five 1,000-point scores on one roster? I mean, that's a brand where everybody is getting success and everybody is feeding off each other, and it's not just one player that the team is focusing on. We, we try to make it where we're hard to defend and we're hard to scout because at any given time, one other player can step up. And I think that's uh, how we've been successful at Marquette. And, you know, I don't think it's any different here in the Big Ten. It's going to be the same brand, the same style, and the same culture. And that must really resonate with players when you go out and recruit because they know they're going to have a chance to score. They know they're going to have a chance to get on the floor. And they know that they're going to have a chance to make an impact. Absolutely. And and the best players in the country want to play with the best players in the country. Mm -hmm. And so that's something that's been really attractive to, to the incoming classes now. They see how we're playing. They see the talent that we have on the current roster and how well it's meshing together. And it's, uh, it's really exciting. You, it's, it's funny. If you put a camera on the prospects when they come watch our practice, the intensity and, and the energy in the room, they, they physically either lean into it or they're like, whoa, this is a lot. And we want those players that lean into it and that love the energy in the gym and that want to be held to that standard every day. And we're like, you can look at them and I'm like, that's a Penn State kid right there. That's a kid that will thrive playing for Coach Keeker. Coach Keeker, to bring that intensity in the gym, do you still go out and play with the players on the court? <laughs> she still has the best handle in the gym. I'll just throw that out there. No, I, I used to play more than I do now. Uh, I tore my Achilles a couple years ago, and now I'm a uh, three-point line, a three-point line. I'm YMCA league. Uh, can't do what I used to do, and as a competitor, that frustrates me. So I try not to play as much as I can because in my mind, I'm still that player that I was, and uh, my body, not so much. <laughs> She just kicks my button cards to get her uh, win fix every every weekend or two. What do you guys like to do away from the basketball court? How do you unwind as a coach? We, we hang out a lot together as a staff, and, uh, you know, we, we love to compete. Like Coach uh, B just said, we love to play cards. Uh, we love to play catchphrase. We love to be with our friends and our family. Uh, there's nothing better than we like to just conversate and have some, some dinner and just kind of relax and, and talk about anything going on in the world, talk about our team, uh, love to watch sports, love to travel. Yeah, I mean, we, we've been to soccer games, volleyball games. We've, you know, we've just, I think we've all really just dove into the Penn State community. You know, we're we're a part of this and we want to be around. We want to get to know everyone. And like she said, restaurants, we're out and about meeting people. I know um, everyone's pretty much found a church in their respective preferences. And it's just, it's been really, really fun to just settle in. And um, it's it's really awesome to be on a staff where we actually like each other and we want to spend time together. I think sometimes fans may take that for granted. Not always the case that everyone's really friends away from the court, the gym, whatever it may be. Absolutely. And I think that's when I was looking for a house, that was a big thing for me is a place that the staff and the team could come over and, and hang out and unwind and have some fun and you know play some pool or some air hockey in the basement and have a pool in the summer and just relax and bring their families over. And so for me, I mean, family's all that I ever know. No, I mean, I'm, I'm one of the six kids and love my family to death. And that's how my staff is. And that's how our team is. And we're all just one big family together. And we want to make sure we have places to do that. So you had a pool party over the summer? Oh, you know it. <laughs> or five. Marco. <laughs> Polo. Is there a basketball hoop? You know what? I've looked on Amazon a lot. It's in my cart. I just haven't pulled the trigger yet. Who was your favorite athlete growing up? Uh, Michael Jordan. I was a big Michael Jordan fan um, as a young young kid and uh, just loved his intensity, loved his winning demeanor 24-7. So that was probably the one that... You grew up in Minnesota. Ever put on hockey skates? 
Oh yeah, I I, I can uh, I can skate. I can stick handle a little bit. Pond hockey at its finest. No, I'm a big hockey family. I mean, my brothers all played. I actually started skating before I played basketball, so I played that before and love it absolutely. How'd you get into basketball, Coach Gear? Uh, I couldn't skate backwards. No, <laughs> uh, no, I uh, went to you know just my my Roseville youth youth league and. Um, my dad was a hockey coach, but he decided that he would go help out and, and coach basketball for, for one you know, season. And from there, it just kind of grew. The ball touched my hands, and I was like, this is it. All right, Coach B, we started with the boss, but same questions for you. How would you get involved with basketball, favorite athletes growing up? Take us through it. We just we always had sports on. So, you know, I, I, I can't remember, like, being obsessed with someone specific. I did love the Bulls team. I loved the Rooster, Steve Kerr. Uh, which is funny now that he's coaching uh, just because I love shooting. Um, but all those guys, I was enamored with Dennis Rodman. Mm-hmm. And it's hilarious now because I'm in charge of our rebounding on our team. Uh, so, I, you know, I think that stuff sticks with you. But I, we moved. We, we switched towns, and I moved in May, and so it was summer. And then I didn't have any friends in our little town that we moved to. And school started, and I signed up for buddy basketball. This is going into third grade. And I was the only girl in our whole town. And so I played on the boys' team, and then the next year they started a girls' league, and I just – same thing. I fell in love with it. Um, I just – I love being on a team. It's probably one of my favorite things about being a coach um, in addition to the relationship with the players. But, yeah, the game is so pure. There's no such thing as a perfect game. And so the way that we work, we strive for that perfection. It's it's just so fun every day to be challenged. I think I'm going to call her Rooster from now on. It's a <laughs> great new nickname. I just found that out. Is that one going to stick? I hope not. I already have like 15. So Coach Keeger will be talking about me, and in one paragraph she'll say, G, Coach B, Coach Bogus, Coach G, and I'm like, that's all me, same person. <laughs> so I like 15 names already. I don't think there's room. Boggy. What about for Coach Keeger? What's she go by? Keegs, um, pretty it? much. Coach, if I call her Carolyn, it feels weird. Um, I don't know. Like, again, you won't meet a more humble, chill leader on the planet like she just is what she is when we're in the trenches she's she's one of us and we're all working together and so it's just like hey keeks what's your favorite thing about coaching paint it forward uh the, the relationships you get to have with these young women i have blessings to be coached by so many amazing people growing up whether it was my my dad whether it was you know my high school coaches my college coaches and i i just want to give back because the, these young women deserve to be around uh, mentors and people that can show them the ropes and then be family for life. And that's absolutely uh, what I love about it. For fans who are following this process throughout the first season and then throughout your journey here at Penn State, how can they tell that things are going the way you want it? When I'm smiling on the sidelines. <laughs> she only smiles when we cut down nets. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but I think that's part of uh, who I am is there's not going to be anybody that puts more pressure on myself than, than me. And uh, I want it that way. And I, I believe in order to get to where I want to go as a coach, you can never be satisfied. And uh, we always have stuff to get better and work on. I'll chime in on that too. I, I think things are going the right way when you see our, our young women celebrating each other and getting excited about the game again. I think things are going the right way when the BJC is starting to fill up and the fans are on their feet and they're giving, giving our young women their energy and, and giving us everything they have because we're giving them everything we have. But yeah, when you, when you see our bench standing 
cheering, celebrating, uh, including the staff, and, and you see the young women out on the court who like high fiving each other, dapping each other up, those kinds of things. We're, we're on our way because that means we're making plays and we're and we're being selfless. And our biggest goal, you know, year one is to make sure that we're playing until that buzzer and we're playing as hard as we possibly can every game, regardless of the score, regardless if we're up twenty, down twenty, regardless if we've won five in a row, regardless if we've lost the last two. We are playing every possession like it's our last, and uh, hopefully fans can respect that and, and come and rally behind us. Coach Bogus, Coach Keeger, a lot of fun. Appreciate the time. Thanks for being with us on Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. Absolutely. Thank you. We are. Penn State. Thank you. You're welcome from the rooster. If you liked what you heard here today, make sure you subscribe. This is Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics.